there's a guy and his job is to kill animals. And my wife hired him to kill animals in my backyard. But it's a fool's errand because there's always going to be more gophers in the backyard. And it turns out, you know, like the Russian uh, settlement of Sevastopol, which is, you know, very close to where I live. It's currently like a, a city. Yeah, they were starving um, to no death. It's no longer a Russian settlement. Yeah, yeah. But they were starving to death because of the gophers ate all their food. They didn't know. They're like, you can't grow anything here because there's too many gophers. The gophers are, you're never going to win. It's not like you're going to kill all the gophers and there's not going to be any gophers. There's an unlimited <laughs> supply of them. I think we just need to like make peace with the fact that there's gophers that live here and there's nothing we can do about it and never will be anything we can do about it. They were here before us. They'll yeah. be here after us. We need to do what the Russians did and, and pick up uh, everything and go home. Yeah. Go back to the motherland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or like make it more attractive to live at the neighbor's house. So plant stuff that they really like and then talk our neighbors into growing those things. Oh, that's then, the um, that's the club technique. The, oh, the device you put on your car. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. You know the um the bucket of shit in the living room technique? The bucket of what? Like, So how do you keep flies out of the kitchen? Okay. Oh, yeah. You put a bucket you of shit in the living shit. room. Yeah. yeah, that's something. It was like a, it's Rudy Ray Moore or something. But it always <laughs> strikes me like that's that's a good advice. You know, it really is good advice. Not really practical, but it's good advice. But so if you can somehow induce them to go elsewhere, you know, or make it more attractive for them, they're like whatever. I don't even know what they want. Uh, uh, carrots or something. You and Beth are growing food crops. Yeah. Staple yeah. carbohydrates in your yeah, backyard. Yeah, exactly. Or anything. They'll, they'll take a cabbage. They'll take uh -huh. flowers that are just purely decorative. Really? They just yeah. eat them all up. Yeah, they the maniacs, you know? I, and I saw one in the daylight, and he looked just like, or she looked just like the one in Caddyshack, which I thought was a <laughs> fake puppet. <laughs> so when you see Caddyshack, you should have respect for the puppet because it's actually a pretty realistic depiction of a gopher. Do you think that the, the gopher in Caddyshack, was it the same animal that played the groundhog in Groundhog Day. You, you think it might have been like the, what, the same actor? Yeah, it might have yeah, been the it, same actor. Bill Murray probably insisted that like, he only works with this particular <laughs> yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think we should probably start the podcast. Yeah, today. yeah, okay. Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. Uh, so we've known each other since we were teens. Once, during a rager at your house because your mom was out of town. Uh, if I recall correctly, it was more of a small get-together. Oh yeah, that's right. Not a rager at all. J just a few close friends, totally. Anyway, at one point, a door in the hallway opened and a teen who was a grade or two above us emerged. She insisted that we turn on MTV's 120 Minutes. The first music video to play was a new song by a well-established anti-establishment band. The lyrics of the song were a ranked list of everything. We listened, memorized the list, and proclaimed them the best band around, but then she scoffed and declared them sellouts. Corporate whores. Who turned their back on their true Fans. Alternative Judases. And the sudden exposure to this unexpected perspective befuddled our minds so much that we forgot the contents of the list. We can now only access the list little bits at a time through a scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, and sometimes family, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. Which is now at 189 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Cheech and Chong and Tulsa Time are on the middle of the list. Now when we say Tulsa Time, we're talking about... Not talking about the time zone that Tulsa, Oklahoma is in. We're talking about the song Tulsa Time, which is about pursuing a career in the music industry and having to leave LA and go back to Oklahoma. By Don Williams. Yes. If you want to look at the complete list, go to everydamthing.net. You can find a link for that in the show notes. Uh, and today we have a, a special guest, a very special guest. Yeah. Phil's sister, Alexa Green. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Woo! Now we can outvote you. Now I have one of my family members in here. This oh. is how it's done. We're going to oh, oppress thought... you the whole time, Jake. <laughs> 
I thought this was an elaborate setup for you to team up uh, on your older sister. No, no, no. Blood is thick in the water. Like we, we're gonna, we're gonna antagonize you. We're gonna make life miserable for you, Alexa. It's good to have you. Oh, yes, it's good to be yeah. here, Alexa. One of my first memories of you uh, took place in the little theater at Ukiah High. You were talking about REM's Green. Uh, it was either REM's, it was, I think it was either REM's Green or U2, but I think it was REM saying that like you used to be into that band. Um, but like now with this new album. What was your reaction? Were you like, oh, I better change my ways? Or did you think, oh, what, is she, oh, what does she know? You took off the t-shirt you were wearing. Yeah. You threw it in the, exactly. it in the trash like uh, Spider-Man throwing out his costume? Because you're you're older than me. You're one of the people that I look to for uh, what music might be cool and what things might be cool. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was always like a year behind. Like I was like, I just like learned what R.E.M. was. Uh, we have to rank some things today and we can't do any dilly-dallying. No, okay. neither can we do any uh, lollygagging, uh, beating okay. around the bush, any of that kind of stuff. Now, I will, before we go forward, I would like to say I'm going to rededicate myself to taking this seriously, bringing total energy and commitment <laughs> to it, and trying to not, not yuck a yum, uh, try to stay positive. You have an idea about what percentage you're going to give? I'm going to go all the way. So, like, right. I just, if you well, see... Well, three base? Yeah, yeah exactly. Run. I'm dedicating myself. I'm doing total energy. If the listener is going <laughs> to listen to this, the whole show, you know, I got to do, like... Hold up my end of the bargain, right? So that's yeah. what I'm trying to do. I just want to let I, you know. I love how you describe how you want to get through as much stuff as possible and then spend like a full minute and a half saying I'm going to give 100%. Yeah, okay. Just, <laughs> I just want you to so know what you're in store for. Let's get to the first thing then. We can, yeah, we can go straight it. to it. Yeah, let's start. Um, so this is a topic that was submitted by uh, Christina mm-hmm. M. and John P. Oh, it's a double submission. That's good. Yeah. And this is hard seltzer. Wait it's a second. A, this was type of... submitted by a couple? Well, no. no, separately. Two different listeners yeah. submitted it separately. Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, if somebody would ever enter, like, a, a couple was having an argument oh. Uh, oh. over something, and they could send in the topic, and then you would arbiter some disagreement that they had. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good You've idea, never been yeah. accidentally cast in the middle of, like, a marital dispute over hard stuff. I think usually, though, if people disagree on something, then what two other people say, you know, like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very hard to get people to commit. Because oftentimes, if I have a disagreement with somebody and we try to go to a neutral third party, I find, like, Jake and I do this, then Jake will, pr- will present it from his side. So he'll say, like, Phil, who is wrong? Um, advocates this, but I, who have thought it through, think this, and you, you know, you really have to be unbiased. And we're going to be unbiased about this. I can only imagine a couple like arguing about what, like, whether or not Howard the Duck is better than pancakes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like it's a, it's a long it's a long standing domestic <laughs> argument where like yeah. at breakfast he's shaking his head. He's like, no, you know Howard the Duck is worse than these pancakes. I look at these and all I can think of is how I wish they were the movie Howard the Duck. <laughs> So, uh, let's so hard about, seltzer, yeah. Uh, hard so, seltzer. What uh, is it? What so is it? Wikipedia describes it as a, a type of highball drink, which just means an alcoholic drink with uh, uh, sparkling water in it, I believe. Um, a type of highball drink containing carbonated water, alcohol, and often fruit flavorings. In the U.S., the alcohol is usually comes from fermented cane sugar. Sometimes it's, uh, malt barley is used. Like So it's malt liquor, essentially. I, I, I would say it's a different thing than what we consider to be malt liquor, yeah. which is... Uh, Old English What do you call it? Yeah. yeah. Old English are like, yeah, like a malt beverage with a high alcohol content. And these, these usually have a low alcohol content. Their alcohol content is usually around 5% mm-hmm. or so, or sometimes lower. And they're, they're known for having low calories too, which is one of the reasons they're popular. So it's like having a, a vodka and soda. Yeah. Well, maybe we're, yeah. We're not so strong. 
would be exactly not so strong with if the vodka was really watered down. It's a dip, usually a different type of alcohol than vodka. Mm-hmm. Although in other countries, apparently sometimes they have a type of alcohol that is more similar to vodka. That's called like neutral alcohol or some shit. Oh, like they that. can they can regulate it. It's probably that there are rules about selling hard alcohol in most states in this country, whereas you can sell this stuff. And I know that this is also responsible for saving the alcoholic drink industry in some like for oh, really? the past few years. <laughs> you think people are gonna stop drinking alcohol? No, because no. there's no new alcohol. <laughs> no, but like if they're at home, they, beer sales go down every year, have gone down every year for, I don't know, uh, 10, 15 years, right? And you might not think it, the two of you, because you guys are coastal elites and you think like, mm-hmm. oh, there's more IPAs than ever. But mm-hmm. but like total beer sales, meaning like Miller Genuine Draft and uh, 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 whatever, these sales are way, 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 way down from what they used to be. And so one of the bright spots for the beverage industry for the past few years has been these hard seltzers. But somehow, I think the bloom the bloom is off the rose. I, I searched it, and they said, oh, uh, it, you know, the, their sales are starting to fall off now after a while. Because they don't have a lot of taste to them, which I yeah. think we're going to get to. It's yeah. This, oh, yeah. yeah. During the course of this segment, I'm going to drink. I bought – I don't – I've only drank these things once or twice. I went uh, down to the local store and bought a tall can of uh, ruby grapefruit-flavored White Claw hard, hard seltzer. Are you going to slam so it? I, Just slam it. Uh, yeah. The master cylinder? Yeah, you got the master Sorry, cylinder? I did not want to buy – the big one, but that was, I was either buy one big one. All right. Um, they weren't selling small singles. You got to do what you got to do. You got to be totally yeah. committed. I know you're dedicating yourself. You're sacrificing yourself. So do you like it? How do you like the taste? Uh, it's not great so far. Better than the first act of Howard the Duck? Mm, I would say, yeah. Different than Howard the Duck? Well, no, similar to Howard the Duck, uh, the movie. These taste better at the beginning. Uh, and then by the end, you're like getting sick of it. Uh, yeah. Like, That's been my experience in general. I, um, I, I agree that I have had some experience with these beverages, and I find that the, there's a decreasing return to. There's a real law of diminishing returns. It's like yes, not yeah. The thing that I think about hard seltzers is that it's not good to have for your first drink, but it's really good to have as your second or your third drink. Mm, like I think they're designed right. to be. They're not designed to like to be the clothes that you wear to the to the party they're like the clothes that you put on like after the party's already going and you need to be dancing and you don't really want all that taste to get in the way of getting drunk yeah you just want to be a little more drunk yeah you're not you're not pairing it with a fig jam or something (laughs) that's a good idea i hadn't i've I've been on the lookout for a long time like i'm a big fan of beer especially like craft beer and whatnot and those are like frequently higher in alcohol which means you got to either drink them slowly or just like most beers they're like not good for you they're not very healthy for you so i've been on the lookout for something that is lower in alcohol content and has fewer calories but i don't like but the problem is these don't taste very good i don't like light beer and i don't like the flavor of these so the idea of of like maybe having a beer or two that i like and then switching to this is not bad i had never Okay, so sometimes there's like um, poisonous bug spray that you would spray like in your house. And oh, yeah, yeah. you can get it in like the formula that smells like roach spray, but you can also get it in the formula that smells like a mountain stream. And I guess what I'm saying is I don't think it's a good idea for something that's that bad for you to taste so good. And so there's something that I like about the White Claw tasting like shit because yeah. um, it encourages you not to drink as much. Well, yeah, it's like medicinal. Yeah. It's it's like yeah, the, exactly. this is it's curing me of my my condition of, kind of what alcohol is. Yeah, 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 totally. And you're like, well, the problem is I should be a little bit drunker, not that much, but a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. So if I was just to have this, if I had this one, I'd be a little bit drunker, but I don't want it to taste like candy. Let's not kid ourselves. And also, 
it's it's going to send my brain the wrong signals. Right. What's impressive about this is it like fills the market for light beer or part of that, and also for like vodka and soda. That was part of the reason it's so popular is that like it, it appeals. What about the um, kids? Do the kids drink it? Well, my, probably. My, my other question is: Do you feel like your masculinity is in any way imperiled? I guess that's the point that I was like dancing around is that like it doesn't seem like I, I know plenty of men who um, are masculine type men who are like totally glad to drink this. I've never had an issue with it well, well, as like, far as like maybe the they, image of they it. They need um, to market it somehow. Well, I drink a lot of white They should wine make too, one so. where it's like, you know how like they sell like deodorant for men or like, oh, right. uh, yeah. and it's called like sport masters <laughs> or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like they should make a, they should make one that like, it's for the guys who are real anxious about their masculinity. They make this one called like the uh, extreme tough guy. You know, uh, Mike's hard lemonade is technically one of these and that Mike's kind of well, does it's been that. around for a long time. It, it predates mm -hmm. when this type of drink started being branded as a seltzer yeah, yeah. Um, like a missing evolutionary is... link between zima and white claw yeah. yeah i had to look up zima because i've, I've always thought like is white claw or, or are these drinks are they pretty much zima no they're not part of my research uh, most of my research was spent looking up zima <laughs> um, and so it's not the same as zima zima was zima was made by coors right and they made it by filtering their lowest grade beer <gasps> uh through charcoal oh. to strip its flavor and color and then they added citrus to it so it's not like alcohol with with, with soda water added it, it's think about beer. the, the it's lab like where they, they're beer. recycling it's reducing reusing recycling yeah. they use yeah. they use every part of the buffalo yeah. it's like they, <laughs> the it's beer, yeah. to tail um, <laughs> so one thing is just a side note that this was coincided with the with the clear beverage craze that was happening at the time in the 90s oh like, crystal um, pepsi crystal yeah. pepsi yeah. yeah but when coors made this they were trying to make something to compete with wine coolers which are popular at the time oh, that, yeah. would, that men would also drink kind of what white claw achieves yeah. um they thought wine coolers weren't macho enough for men and they instructed stores to not put the zima next to the wine coolers oh, oh put it next to the beef jerky Put next to beef jerky or whatever, or the beer or whatever. But despite that, um, it still ended up being the most popular amongst women, more popular amongst women than men. I know a guy who really liked Zima and, and, and continued drinking Zima well into the 21st century and was able to get it. He was from Spain, but he would get it like wholesale. He knew like a distributor that would get him. He was a big fan of the stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, I love it, Phil. I can't get enough. And, uh, yeah, it sold in other countries much longer than it sold here, and I think yeah. it still sells in Japan. Oh. And people at the time, I remember it tasting terrible, especially the more like the further you got down uh, into the bottle. The and, warmer it was. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the case with a, but not a lot. But it's exciting that something's clear, like things that are clear. That's how you know they're pure, and okay. they know that they're, okay. there's no impurities so, in them. So New York seltzer, they have those little teeny bottles, and um, they come in with all the foam. weird flavors. There's like cream soda. You know, the yeah, ones yeah. That, that I think come from the clear drink phase in the 80s, but they weren't really seltzer. It's like, it's just clear soda that has a shitload of sugar in it. And I don't oh, understand okay. why they still exist, but you go into certain, like, institutions and you find a vending machine that's just entirely filled with New York, those teeny bottles of New York seltzer. And they're just You're talking about the small bottles and the, there's, like, a foam uh, wrapper. Yeah, on it. it's a foam wrapper. And then the background yeah. is, like, a Manhattan, a stylized Manhattan skyline that doesn't... Yeah, but it's, like, 1973. Like, there's no... <laughs> like, they did... After 2001, they're like, cool, we don't have to redesign it, which we were planning on doing one day. <laughs> but I'm waiting for that company to figure out that they can add alcohol. Yeah. yeah. It might be too late for them. It might be... It might be because they said maybe like maybe the trend is over and now people are going to drink something else. I don't oh, know. Is there, yeah, maybe. Is there a sign of softening in the hard seltzer market? Yeah, it had been like 
for for a few years now, it had been like a real bright spot. For, uh-huh. and, and the large companies are like, this is the thing that's going to see us through. We all got to jump on this bandwagon. Yeah, coincidentally, this this happens when just when like Budweiser's and you know Bud Light and Coors yeah. and whatnot start putting out their own version of it. They're kind of flooding the market yeah. with that kind of stuff, and they sold out like REM. I, oh yeah, <laughs> I um I maintain my street cred by only drinking hard kombucha. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but, but oh. I'm feeling you on that too, and I like that stuff. I don't. I, it tastes better to me, but. You like um, bitter things because you drank like... so many IPAs. The both of you drank so many IPAs that your your mouths are busted out and you yeah, can't taste anything out. unless it's super bitter. Yeah. Also, my belt is busted out, yeah. unfortunately, from that as well. So that's why I'd like to switch to that other stuff. Uh, uh, Phil, I have a question. Yeah. Whatever you read that said that this boom in uh, hard are, seltzer are you is, ask me for is, sources? Is I, over. Like, no, no, not sources, <laughs> but you'll, you'll put those in the show notes, of course. Oh, totally. I didn't uh, just make it up. But I know that the, the popularity of these uh-huh. coincided with the surge in popularity of just non-alcoholic seltzers like LaCroix. Oh, that's a good point. That, that and I like, wonder if that's... The... They're adjacent. Yeah. I, I think they're... it's also like people, you know, they, they get advice on how to eat right and like everyone is like, you know what? You shouldn't you have four uh, Cokes a day. Like, that's probably not cool. People's works would always have LaCroix. And it's. I think it's something like that. And then when they get off work, they're like, hey, the same rules apply. I'm never, I'm always kind of at work. I always want to be <laughs> drinking uh, unsweetened seltzer water, but it, I'll just put alcohol in it when I get home. I, I, I can only imagine. I would think that being stuck at home, you know, and during COVID and everything, I, you would think that would make people just want to mix, buy a bottle of vodka and a, and a thing of soda and mix it on their own rather than have a bunch of little cans sitting around the house. But I can't, I don't understand how people think or how their minds work. I think it's about portion control. You need the can. Oh. But you know how many, um, so you know how many, you can count them. Yeah. Yeah, When you're tripping over them, you're like, oh, that's why there's, (laughs) you know, four or five. Next morning you can count them in the recycling bin. Nice. Your neighbors judge you when you're going out and and, and there's like the, all the clanking and clanking and then you have to put it into your neighbors and you're like, maybe it's time I, I quit drinking so many of these. So I think I'm ready to rank these. I, I think I think we're ready to okay. go to the list. Yeah, by the way, I'm about halfway through with this and I still don't hate it. I, it's the first time I'm having the ruby grapefruit one, I, I believe. Ruby grapefruit um, is a good flavor. It's a, it's a, it, is, it should yeah. be used for more things in general. I, I like the non-alcoholic seltzer. With I feel the ruby so. grapefruit is, the, is a dumbed down uh, yellow grapefruit. It's so <laughs> I thought it was a sophisticated yellow it's grapefruit. People who can't handle real grapefruit. What like oh because it's lit, it's people who are scared of grapefruit and you're like don't worry it's ruby it's sweeter <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's not uh, just grapefruit I guess I mean but the real grapefruit is not too much to take right I mean that's like I, I don't understand it it can be yeah so let's let's see what what do we have in here so we have beverages in here I don't think we have any alcoholic beverages so we have cold brew shandy that's coffee and lemonade mixed together it was oh, surprisingly yeah. where good. is that. What, it's actually it's at 98. List somehow. I don't really know how that happened, but it, it, we, we liked it when it's we at, had it. Yeah, it's at 98, yeah, and it's somehow above coffee, which is at 103. Um, I mean, it's so, interesting looking at this list. I've never – is there a, a number zone where things start to get shitty? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so right now we're at the sort of – we're right where stuff starts to get so-so, like um, where stuff is a mixed bag uh-huh. or where there's like – or where it's just like we don't really care well, about it. Over candy uh, is, is 98? That's like almost in the middle. No, because it's a very top-heavy uh, list. It's like Triscuits, for example, the Cracker are quite good, and they're number 130. Uh-huh. It doesn't start to get bad until you get to about uh, – I guess like once we're at like about 150 or so is when uh-huh. it starts to get a bit conflicted. Uh-huh. Um, it's. I think that it's. I mean, it's in the middle numerically, uh, roughly. Yeah. And I think that it's. I mean, I would say it's. I would say that's about <laughs> right for appropriate for it as oh, well. For, There's some things. Oh, I was just explaining the list. How how the list yeah. works. The geography of our list as it is now. <laughs> but food yeah. poisoning is above Stephen Skull. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Stephen Seagal, he, he gets up to some bad stuff. Like, also, food food poisoning goes away. That was yeah. sort of the main reason that we like yeah. put it above a few Stephen things. Stephen Seagal's been a permanent part of our lives since the, the 80s. You know, whereas, yeah. whereas food poisoning has been an intermittent part of our lives. Uh, so we're looking at beverages. So, yeah, we had a cold brew shandy. I don't think it's quite as good as that or coffee at 103. What about apple juice, which um, is number 109? Apple juice, I want to put it below apple juice oh, as no, well. Oh, no, I think, I think. it's way, uh, it serves so many oh, more you? functions than apple juice. And apple juice includes apple cider, though, which is good. Apple juice includes apple cider, yeah. in, which, hot which apple cider. also includes hot apple cider. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that sort of pushes apple juice higher up than just I like my apple juice apple cloudy. Juice. It has to be cloudy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah that, and so that counts as apple juice. So if, if you're including that in it, uh, it which I am, okay. that makes me like White Claw less okay. than that. But, I mean, you don't have to agree with me. What about peanut butter ice cream? Peanut butter ice cream is okay. Oh, oh peanut uh, butter ice not, cream is not good. Well, it's not my oh, favorite wow. ice cream. So that was at 131, and I, I'm okay with putting it above that. Okay. Uh, I'm All not right. crazy about it. I mean, I would be okay with putting it – well, I don't want to put it below a- apple juice because of apple cider, but – Okay, so um, you want it to go below apple go juice? Above. You're really like apple cider. Uh, it's not that I really like apple cider. It's that I don't care for White Claw that much. But uh, I'm willing to compromise. If Let me say, suggest this to you, Alexa. Okay. Do you know what a Tommy Bahama shirt is? They're the I'm, shirts that these men will wear? Yes, I'm aware of a Tommy Bahama shirt. It's like upscale uh, beach attire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of think that's adjacent. I see that as being adjacent to <laughs> these hard seltzers because yeah, 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 totally. You, you totally, could imagine totally. wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt, living the whole lifestyle, and right below that we have radio edits, which yeah. I could imagine listening to some radio edits of of, of songs with dirty lyrics in them. Yeah, so I, you're talking I, about 135 and 136 on the list. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with that. I mean, Tommy Bahama shirts are even more adjacent to margaritas or like some sort That's of. That's a good uh, point. Oh, Corona now. But, Corona has a white seltzer though. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this like That's these. I these... only saw that Tommy Bahama and Jimmy Buffett were the same person. If Jimmy Buffett was smart, he would come up with some of kind of. Shirts? Yeah. Like, I bet he does. Like, if, if, if oh, he's sure leaving he money yeah. on the table and he doesn't leave money on the table. Sammy Hagar should have a line of clothing too. Like, they should. Or they should do something with Tommy Bahama. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there should be. They they need. To, I'm sure those guys are all working together. You know, like I they can tell all... you from experience that as musicians, um, they definitely do sell shirts. And those particular musicians, they definitely sell T-shirts. And those uh-huh. particular musicians, I wouldn't be surprised if they sold some sort of button-up, floral-printed, yeah, yeah. tropical-printed uh, shirt. It'd be ridiculous if they didn't. Yeah. Um. So, but I agree with you, Phil, about that. White Claw and Tommy Bahama shirts sort of evoke. A, I mean, Tommy Bahama shirts evoke the island lifestyle. White Claw sort of evokes. Some sort of sort of beach or like summertime or daytime. Yeah, and radio edits to me are the same way. About White Claws that I know, it first appeared on Fire Island like five years ago. Oh, wow, did it? Yeah, and it was like Like, some ah, advertising executive was out at Fire Island and saw all the guys drinking it one summer. And then it was like they they could tell that it was like the comet coming from Earth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they're That's like, we gotta so. ramp up production because no, it's beachy. They knew that it looked good in like a galvanized steel tub with a bunch of ice. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think hard seltzer has to be better than peanut butter ice cream. Okay. Sure. Yeah. But I also think it's not as good as Triscuit. Well, good thing because yeah, we yeah. can put the space in between them. Uh, that that seems like a pretty good space to yeah. me. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, that spot. Mm-hmm. And it puts it just a little bit above the the animal appendage, whale tail. Which is something you might see That's while true. drinking one. So, yeah. Do you find you often get these thematic groupings? Yeah, um, a lot of times things they they tend to bunch up around uh, certain anchors on our list as we're adding them. It's yeah. it's hard to explain it. They're like you know things that kind of make us angry, uh, things that <laughs> things that make us feel the same. Things that make us feel the same kind of way end up being evaluated together. If you're conspiracy minded, you can see connections between right. uh, a lot of things. Yeah. Right. So 
That's how I am. All right, um, so we answered so the list. So let's put it in. So uh, hard seltzer, the beverage, uh, goes in the list at 131, which moves peanut butter ice cream to 132. Uh, so let's take a break, and we'll come back and do the next thing. All right. Okay, so the next topic we're going to rank, and this one was suggested by Irini C., uh, who has actually has been a guest on the sh- on the show before? She wants Christina to... M had been a guest as well from the yeah. previous uh, segment. Go on. She wants us to rank um, kids in restaurants. Now, sometimes kids work in restaurants. I think what she's talking <laughs> about are kids who are patrons. Now, she has a kid. Or oh, something. I thought we were just talking about kids working in restaurants, yeah, like like burning their hands on the plate and then they yeah. you, know, you stiff them on the tip and then they they and they and they're broke and they can't afford it and uh, uh, they're not in school. They're just living a life of of hard labor. No. I don't think that's the case. Although sometimes the kids will be working there. I think we're talking about you go out to the dinner with your kid and your kid is causing trouble in the rest. Or if you don't have, Jake, you don't have a kid. Other people's yeah. kids are causing I've trouble in the restaurant. I've at restaurants with kids in my group. Uh, yeah. I know kids. One point of connection would be that when you were a kid and when oh, we were kids oh. at a restaurant is if you were not behaving yourself, they would, or in general, just to make a, a joke. They would talk about how you would have to work in the kitchen washing dishes afterwards. Oh, yeah. So there's, so there's like, a, there was an implied threat of child labor embedded into <laughs> any kind of restaurant visit with a with a funny but, uncle. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of funny uncles. I remember, like, as a Did kid. Did you take it as a serious threat, Phil? I didn't really. I, I don't think I understood that that's what they meant. You know? Like, okay. I, I was pretty slow on the uptake a lot of times. I will say. Um, you know, a lot of times like a, a, like somebody joking around with you, but you don't understand that it's a joke when you're a kid <laughs> or you don't even understand what they're referring to or talking, just look at them dumbfounded. Uh, also kids sometimes get crayons and they can draw on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Sometimes there's a yeah. kid's menu. It's mm-hmm. like this says kids, sometimes kids eat free. I used to go to this place with my son sometimes where kids would eat free, but it was like, it was a nightmare. There's kids everywhere <laughs> yelling and screaming, carrying on. So well, let me Phil, think. do you remember... We used to live in the same neighborhood when you still lived in the oh, city, yeah, and there, yeah. there, there's a place doesn't exist anymore called uh, Regalo uh, down in Laurel Village that was kind of a, a restaurant for kids to be at. Like, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of those in San Francisco, but this place um, I think was probably like it was their niche, yeah. probably known city. It was their niche, yeah. They like had a little play area in the bre- the back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, it doesn't exist anymore. But uh, I kind of think that now looking back on it, they were mainly sort of like a place for uh, sort of trophy. Uh, wine moms to go yeah uh, to to bring their kids to like have wine and or maybe like go to like mimosa uh, brunch or whatever totally and, it's and, in, and it's in pack heights and they're like how are we going to get a lot of people in the pack heights have this money what are we going to do city heights. oh sorry what's, my, my apologies what's the, the menu also infantilized because that's one of my complaints about this restaurant <laughs> is that is that you might accidentally be exposed to like chicken nuggets or your kids might be exposed to chicken and then that's all they're going to want for yeah. the rest of their lives yeah um, this wasn't quite like that, uh, but uh, they had like I don't know crepes. They kind of tried to have a yeah. somewhat something of a bistro vibe. So but, uh, Alexa has said something about ch- kids in restaurants that uh, I was very impressed by. Uh, Alexa, you have several kids, and I, have several kids. I remember you saying something. I I have one kid, and, oh, wait, and he's the just, only. Can I just interject here? Is that I don't know if I mean I guess Jake has standing. Does he have standing on this issue? Yeah, he does. He's been to restaurants with kids, okay. and he's been right. he's been a kid, and he's been and to restaurants where their true, kids are, true, and yeah. he. I, listen to the podcast you guys had about online dating and neither of you had been online dating. yeah i know yeah. We, we we tried to have other people on but it's like we all we can do is do our best right uh yeah but sometimes that's how it is so yeah um i'll say this the thing about kids 
You said something that really impressed me. You said, um, I said, oh, but what if they don't have the thing that your kid wants and this and that? And you said, fuck them. And I thought, oh, that's a really good, that's a good attitude. Not all the time. You don't want to always be saying that about your kids. But kids yeah. can be so demanding. They get their way all the time. They're putting pushy at the restaurant. I wouldn't mind if a restaurant said no kids allowed. Like there was a party and it was like no kids allowed at this party. And I was like, oh, what a relief. Either I don't have to go or I can go and I don't have to bring my son. He wouldn't like it anyway. Right. Like when yeah, a wedding I mean, is... weddings, weddings are often like, yeah, that. yeah I think that's, that's good. It's good for them to be that way. I mean, sometimes I don't know. Have sometimes ever, I'm I mean, like... Have you ever been at a restaurant? Because sometimes this happens if we're traveling, especially when my children were younger and we were traveling, we'd be in a different time zone. And so we would be in New York and it would be like midnight, but we'd be wanting to dinner. So we'd be in a restaurant that was full of like grownups and we'd have like a three-year-old who was like still eating dinner. And it was, um, I felt like we were violating some sort of unspoken rule about that. About like you can have a kid in a restaurant, but not after 9 p.m. That makes sense because it's like you're trying to, people are out there trying to be on dates and whatnot. Yes. And they don't yes. want to see your kid yes. like having a temper tantrum and like, you know, <laughs> throwing things on the ground. Or maybe it encourages them safe, safe sexual practices. Oh, good point. Good point. Like they're over there, like it's like uh, the ghost of Christmas future for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll say the, the thing about taking a kid to the restaurant is that you have to be on, as the parent, you're on like 100% because like somebody's going to knock over a glass of water and there's going to be water all over the place and it could get in somebody's food and then the food yeah. destroyed. There's and they're not going to eat the food. And then you have to deal with like running down the clock until the, the filling up the time between when you order and when the food arrives. Yeah. It's a crazy oh, task. And the kids are all trying to like go ape shit. Or it's like when my son, he's like, oh, this will be a fun activity of like seeing. I could tell my dad is a little anxious. I'm, I'm going to mess with him, you know. I'm going to turn the screws a little bit. And then it's like they, they offer the kid all these sweets and sodas. And I'm saying, oh, I'm trying to lay off these uh, or whatnot, you know. I remember like my son is ordering like he wants a, some kind of, I don't know, uh, Sprite or something like that. And then I'm like, I don't, you know, don't none, none of these uh, soft drinks, none of these sodas. And then the waitress looks at me like, oh, come on, dad. Like, we, we, we can't have some of these. And I was like, fuck this, man. Why do why they treat me like this? I don't have to deal this when I go eat with adults. So I wouldn't mind if there yeah. were some places that said no kids allowed. I, I think that personally that that would be totally fine. Like, I, I understand um, the importance of having places where uh, people can go out and bring yeah. kids. But maybe restaurants should have a, a like a rating that goes with them, like out on the on the mm -hmm. window or like that's published, you know, yeah, on yeah. on Yelp or whatever that just says kids restaurant or not not kids restaurant, and then you know what you're getting into when you go. Uh, I know I've been with friends like Phil. There's been times when we've wanted to go to a restaurant, and it's great when it's a restaurant that Teddy can go to um, yeah, that yeah, allows yeah, yeah. us. To, you know, if, if there's not like a babysitter or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great thing about like uh, certain bars that serve food is that you can bring kids in there. Depending <laughs> on you know, obviously you wouldn't yeah. want to bring kids into any bar, but like like we used to go to the beer garden down. Uh, oh yeah, down yeah, in yeah. Hayes Valley. You That's know? a good point. That's a good um, point. I, I don't know if you call that a restaurant. It is. They serve food, but yeah, I think that would be fine. Like, so I, 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 I guess I'm just conflicted about it. That's all. It's yeah. like. It, there's good and there's bad to it. So when, if we're going to rank it, we're going to have to put it with the other things that are good, but also bad, you know, like necessary, but also yeah. not perfect and, uh, you know, and difficult sometimes. So the other thing I want to add to this is that when you are bringing your children into a restaurant, it's performative. It's your opportunity to express your taste and your parenting style in a room full of people, and especially the people who work in the restaurant. And oh. all the choices you make about whether you're going to let them have the fright, or you're not going to let them have the Sprite. Or if you're yelling at them the whole time. Or 
whether you let them like scoop the rice up into their face with their bare hands. Yeah. If you if you let them like um, play video games with the volume turned up really loud on their phone so right, that you can, right. you know, because I used yeah. to see, I remember I used so to see kids with that. One of the things that I will say in defense of kids in restaurants is it's a way to like experience other people's parenting styles in like this high stakes uh, situation because when oh. they sort of knock the water over. So it's sort of an ethnographic opportunity but also yeah. like a performative one where you can also express your superiority and managing or not managing. And a bit of social training. Or, or you can express oh. your like devil may care yes. oh. uh, <laughs> attitude towards like, yeah. wait till they get a load out of how my kids eats rice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but also you, you get to show your kid like this is what it's what happens when you go to a restaurant. Because you know, mm -hmm. they ask you going to a restaurant is a weird, stupid thing that is wasn't invented until like the late 18th century anyways. And it's, it's not what? like a natural social form. It's not like pooping or any of the other things we train. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like, it's an artificial construct. It's a culturation. It's a construct that we've come up with in the last, only yeah. only fairly recently. So we have all these rules and, 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 and practices that we engage in, but we're not ranking restaurants. That's the thing. Which, no, no, we're no, not, we're not. We're... But we're ra what we're ranking is, is an acculturation process wherein like you're training your kids to operate in this bizarre cultural uh, institution that we call the restaurant. Well, I mean, and there's it's a high lot. stakes, timed, you, it costs yeah. money. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And like, if you don't get your kids to eat, like, you're still going to have to feed them once you get home. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the worst part is, like, you, you come home and you spend all this money and you had a, str a stressful, difficult time. And then your kid is hungry and you're like, I don't know, man. I guess I got to make you something. And, so it's, and it's high stakes. It's like an extreme sports parenting. Whereas, like, if you could have just stayed home, then it yeah. was like, that's yeah, you, you just do whatever just you want. You could have stayed home and fed them the tater tots and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. Cold tater tots. So I'll allow you guys to t make your judgment mostly from that perspective. But my perspective will be mostly from okay. what it's like to be in, in a restaurant frequently without kids, but there are, are somebody else's kids in the restaurant. I've never had a boring meal in a restaurant with kids. I'll say another thing. When I'm at a restaurant and other people's kids are causing disturbance, I love it. It's like if you went to a party and well, I went to a party once and some guys were fighting and got thrown out of the party or something and it was no one I knew. It wasn't like my friends for a while. I was like, oh my God, this is great. I love it. It's like you go to you go to a restaurant and someone else's kids are misbehaving, like really misbehaving. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the oh, best. And when, I go on a, when I go on a plane and there's a baby crying, I love it. Yeah, yeah someone, it's someone else's not baby, my baby. Yeah. That's that's the thing that will really change for you, Jake. Is that like okay. uh, if you like uh, having having kids makes you realize like other people's kids are no problem because you don't have to think about them if you don't want to. <laughs> Just fuck it. You know? Um. So Alexa, at number one hundred and one on our list, we have families. Ah. Now that's okay. right below crows at number one hundred and above the sea at number one hundred and two. Um, and included in this is the general concept of family. Um, it includes uh, all types of families, uh, like including the, those family. with, without blood relation, uh -huh. or the, uh, the family uh, that is in the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the, cor the Corvidae family, which are birds and they include crows and blue jays. No, it doesn't include that. That's capital F family. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is lowercase f family. Okay. Um, so I think we want to put it somewhere around there, uh, uh, maybe a little bit higher up, because like you said, it's pretty... It makes things a little more interesting. Also, we were all children at one point in time, and uh, we went to restaurants. So I got to uh, say, like, I ate at a restaurant the other night. Mm -hmm. um, they they invited us to eat inside. They asked us our options. You know, we didn't we didn't want to eat inside anyway. I'm not like, judging you, man. You always, you always got to walk through. Know, all I'm this. just saying we did, we weren't getting inside regardless. But if it was an option, I wouldn't have took it because <laughs> in, inside there was a party, a family there 
and there was an infant who was like making the the loudest uh, highest pitched screaming noise and like i would have like straight up if if that was my only option i would have just gone to a different restaurant uh, um, okay all right in what restaurant would your family take you to when you were a kid so when i was a younger kid i didn't move to, to ukiah until i was 13 so um when i was a younger kid we would go to restaurants restaurants i remember going to um and i might be filtering out the restaurants that are boring is like chuck e cheese um i lived in denver in denver there's a restaurant called uh called casa bonita and there's like a, a fake cliff in it with a with a pool underneath and there's like guys that would dive off off of the cliff into the, it'd be like cliff divers in the restaurant they still exist uh, wait really Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's those are like, wow, that's are like fascinating, man. Benny Hanna or something like that. Those are the ones I remember. Maybe uh, my my family would only you know, would only go to restaurants that were easy. For or us you to just to. forgot the places where they weren't jumping off a cliff. Yeah, there's a cliff. They're diving. Is this in Denver? I mean, it's still there. I, I had a friend right. who lived in Denver, and he okay, said okay, he had, or right, I'm not, brother I don't doubt you. I, like I, look, I, I believe you. I believe you're not lying to me. Yeah, Casa uh, Bonita. It's got the food's got to be terrible. I've, you're paying for the cliff divers. You're not paying. For you're the paying for the cliff divers. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's think about this. What else on the list? Uh, catches your eye so i, I think equivalent. of kids in restaurant as a situation and we, we've got a few situations on here one of which is zipper jeans worn with no underwear oh yeah oh um, i didn't know zipper jeans was no underwear what about it uh, oh i didn't it just says zipper jeans no there's two they're both on here oh, they're, two. they're both okay. on their zipper jeans yeah. and also zipper oh, yeah, jeans worn with no underwear. Where is zipper jeans, so, no underwear so that's 145 okay. and, and the other situation that's on the list is food poisoning which is number one <laughs> i think so children at the restaurant is better than food poisoning oh, yes. kids at restaurant is better than both of those it's better yeah. than zipper jeans with no underwear as well okay <laughs> um but i feel like family family where was family again or number 100 100 yeah. so the problem is families like families like kids in restaurants they do have a negative side as well a lot of people like use family as an excuse to be a horrible person yeah, um, yeah. and there's also like there's families that are uh, you know abusive and whatnot so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why this family is sort of in the in the mixed bag section um or getting towards the mixed bag section of the list um so let's see so that's at 101 so i don't really like sriracha too much it's on the list because i kind of like the way it's i like the word but i don't really like right. the sauce that much yeah I, okay mean, wait what's the, there's a the brief you mean a legal brief or a no no uh, uh, um, it's, a, it's a very short amount of time a short amount of time oh. yeah <laughs> brief meaning a moment of time there's a lot of on here that are a bit, a bit uh they need some disambiguation okay. yeah 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 families i think is is reasonable i'm okay with putting kids in restaurants somewhere around here exactly where is more difficult yeah i think we're gonna have to i think i'm gonna have to like let my sister take a shot at it uh, uh, i wouldn't want to put them above cheech and chong which is at 894 i really don't like sorry the game oh i kind of like oh it. yeah it's not great so either it, um but it's, i think where's where's sorry the game again sorry it's the at number game 90 is 90 like that's a really bad game oh i kind of <laughs> like it because there were reversals in it you can be winning and then losing you no, know as a it's, it's the opposite of that because like there's no finesse or skill it's just you draw the cards and then you, you I guess you can choose which marker you, you yeah yeah on, but like there's no um there's no choices to be made there's no ambiguity. you may you have to choose if you want to pull them out or leave them in or or, or like if you want to go there there are choices how to many be times made. There... you just get stuck at home and you have to draw like a two to get out but then you get a sorry and you could knock the other person out it's a, it's not a bad game it's not a bad game alexa i know some there are some bad games out there you know i don't want but to I'm get okay into them. i mean yeah we can put I'm it okay above sorry going yeah. that high if you want to put it above sorry okay well then we get to it's definitely cool. below watchmen the tv series yeah yeah so okay. you saw the way and yeah. and so then if it's below those things so then the, the other things I'm we're looking at are the, i'm agnostic on the topic of jessica rabbit what about game of death the bruce lee movie that was made posthumously Oh, I've seen stills yeah. from that. 
Yeah, we just watch it. Well, um, we just watch it in our last show. I think it should go below that. Okay, like so I'd like to put it below Jessica Rabbit if we can, but okay, I'm okay yeah. with it being above okay. Squirts yeah, and yeah. Volkswagen Bugs. Okay, well, let's do that then. <laughs> so, um, kids in restaurants, uh, the situation yeah. goes into the list at 88, yeah. uh, moving Squirts, the clothing, to 89. Yeah, when you talk um, about Squirts, were you like appreciating them as like a uh, an item that you would see on a female? Or you, we who was your, it know, sort your... of guess i, I want to say there was a woman on there with us because i've never no worn no it was, it was it was jason on there with us i think oh yeah um, we, and you, that was a lightning episode so we we went through really fast and, and the other things that we ranked at the same time there were other clothes that were uh, like a hybrid clothes good. so like yeah. sports oh, jeggings, jeggings yeah, okay, uh, things and, like that and jorts yes. i think jorts we, we we judge them mainly on their utility uh-huh. um and i think they we were mostly approving of them okay um yeah. uh, let's take a break and come back and we can do one more thing okay. yeah we came back. Uh, we had to take a break for a little while, but now we came back. And uh, okay, we're going to quickly do one one last thing. Okay. Yeah, one last thing. So no arguing. Um, anti-diarrhea medicine suggested by Todd R. So he wants to know where does anti-diarrhea medicine rank on the list? Now I have to say I've used anti-diarrhea medication uh, when I had diarrhea, and it was great uh-huh. and it worked. Now there are different kinds. There's Imodium AD, which is like it works right away, and then some people also use Pepto-Bismol, which doesn't really work. And okay. I don't really know what the point of it is, but it's a meta- it's something that does what it's supposed to do generally. So it works generally, and it doesn't have a lot of awful side effects. And what it's helping you with mm. is a really awful thing, right? Now, how does right. it how does it work exactly? I don't know. I know that diarrhea, and I know English people spell it wrong. So I was like googling it, and I went I ended up on one of these British websites where they spell it with an O. <laughs> oh, yeah, with I never liked that. Oh, well, really? It gets diarrhea gets misspelled. You should see how kids. We've already said it twice. I don't know how we're going to avoid it, but we've already said that we're two or three times on the podcast, oh, yeah. and I don't. We and we said it last episode too. Uh, diarrhea. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. You don't yeah, like I guess it? I'm, squ- I'm squeamish, I suppose. We're talking about the wrong subject then. Alexa, have you ever taken this kind of medicine? Um, yes, and I'll say one of the side effects from, from Pepto-Bismol, I don't know if it's Pepto-Bismol or Imodium AD, but one of those, it will cure both constipation and diarrhea. Like, I'm interested in the idea of a medicine that has like that, like, self-regulating <laughs> factor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a side effect about with Pepto-Bismol, which was the anti-diarrhea medicine of choice in our household, is the, the poop. Blackening. Oh, it, and it says it, the warning. It says may may darken stool. <laughs> darken stool. <laughs> Which, uh, it, like, it would be cool if they should have shown a picture of a painted stool, like a you know, like a piece of furniture. <laughs> I, you know about my idea for a business called Stool Samples, which is like, um, it's like. They bring bar supplies to people or something like that. And I always think, oh, aren't I a clever boy to have thought of this? And then you Google it and you find out someone else already thought of it. Oh, I should have found out that there's a scale for ranking turds, like the, by consistency. It's called the Bristol uh, scale. And it goes from like one to eight. And one being like kind of like um, those like. A media, um, media stereotype poo. No, no. One, no, it's not. One is not the top turd. Uh, the best turds are like three and four. Like. One is uh, right. It's kind of like you know the the deer turds, like the little pellets oh that boy. come out. Um, Did like you know this from nursing school? Or like school? a coyote turd, where it's got like hair in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Alexa, did you see these? You're yeah. in like you're you're in nursing school, right? Yes, I'm in nursing school. So is that what? Do they have to memorize the scale, or do you <laughs> kind of just do you kind of just eyeball it, or do they say like, no, you're ranking them too high. The judges are in the tank. Like you're bribing these judges to get higher scores on these poos. Yeah, we have to, after we get a bedpan, we all hold up the the placards. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, this is an episode of Talking Turds. Yeah, uh, okay. So um, I got to say, though, anti-diarrhea medication, sometimes you can take it and it doesn't actually work. So, for example, oh. I did something once. One time I went to South America uh-huh. and I, on the plane ride home, I wanted to brush my teeth. So I brushed my teeth <laughs> with the water from the airplane bathroom. Oh, and I know, I know, I know. It was like, I've done some dumb things in my life. We all have. And so, uh, and I, I had um, uh, dysentery, but it wasn't traveler's dysentery. It was amoebic dysentery, which is much oh. worse. And it was like, I lost 25 pounds, wow. but it was like, not good 25 pounds. Like I lost like yeah. 25 pounds of, of, of all stuff I needed. It was mostly neurons. <laughs> yeah. And I took anti-diarrhea medicine, which didn't help me, you know, and this went on for like a month. I was sick, oh, you know, wow. I was like, while I was teaching, you know, looking at the clock, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, like sweating. I mean, it was awful. And did you yeah. like try all the different brands and nothing worked? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was doing some self-diagnosis and then finally they're like, yeah, you just have to, your body fights it off eventually, which I did, you oh. know, but. I would say when it works, it's spectacular, yeah. right? So the real problem. It's not like the drug company manufactured a problem so they could yeah. sell you, you don't a think drug. The like, big, it's a real big anti diarrhea medicine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's not like mouthwash or a toothpaste. All these fake ones that they just where they made soap, where they just made yeah condoms. They they made up these problems and then they and then wouldn't you know it? We have the solution to that. You're right. It's a it's actually a real thing. Also, it's relatively inexpensive. Oh, true, like true. if you buy like the knockoff brand, you know, like if you get it at the ninety nine cent store. Bismuth. Yeah. Pink Bismuth. Yeah, pink Bismuth. So. I'm ready to rank it, I Roma. think. Yeah, so I did before getting into ranking it, I, I have a really big issue with it. Um, the thing the, the major hurdle for me uh, is that it, um, anti-diarrhea medicine contains the word diarrhea. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they got to tell you what you're doing, right? Like they, they have could, to. They could, they could be more or artistic about it. think it would be better if you called it like their pro-solid uh, stool. Stool thickener. Alexa, since you started uh, learning about this in the nursing school, well, you learn about other things besides. I know, I know, yeah. but do you look at your poo and you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's totally that's three like, four, you know? like a solid three point five. <laughs> and even when I'm walking down the street and I see dog shit on people, I'm like. I'm I, uh, I that's like me when I see a pair. You might have this problem too if you ever sorted pairs to the pair shed. It's like every time I see a pair, I'm like, oh, that's a 110. 100%. That's like an 80. <laughs> oh, okay. Somebody, somebody spent like 15 minutes on this box of 150s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm ready to rank it then. I'm, I'm ready, ready to rank, rank it. it. Yeah. And I think it's going to be higher than kids in restaurants. Yeah, yeah me too. Because yeah, kids it's in a restaurants, good thing. Well, kids in restaurants solve the problem of what are you going to do with the kids while you're at the restaurant. And that's you, that, it solves that problem. But diarrhea is a worse problem than wanting to go to a restaurant, but you have kids. So one thing about diarrhea in general is that it will go away. So this helps when you're having like uh, momentary oh. distress, but it's distress that will go away. So there's a lot of things on here that like... Well, life, is, life isn't permanent. Like everything goes that's away. That's true and... too. Uh... You watch the movie The Matrix at number thirty six. The Matrix, at, for at example, movie, like, it's, like like if if, it's if I asked, do I have to like erase the Matrix from existence or this medicine from existence? I, I mm. might keep the Matrix because. Uh, I can get there. Also, there's other things you can do to help your stomach. And there'd be no Matrix sequels. And, yeah. You know. I looked at where uh, food poisoning is on the list, and this is often like a, a remedy for food poisoning. And food... Oh, that's a good point. If you look at where food poisoning, food poisoning is, is and then you... 13 away from the bottom of the list. So I, was, I looked at what's 13 from the top of the list. Oh. It's Watchmen. Like, there's all this stuff in the top, yeah. like, 30 or so. The comic Watchmen, that I would, yeah. Yeah, the comic, that I wouldn't want to give up. It's not until we get down to maybe, like... Uh, actually, you said Matrix, which is at 36. Um, not far below that, we have like Fraser, 38, Shakira at 39. I might give those things up. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't give up karaoke. 
Do you sing oh. Easy Lover when you do karaoke, Alexa? Do you, oh, do you sing Easy karaoke. Lover? Oh, I did karaoke. I did um, Tom Jones's Green Green Grass poem. Oh, that's a good one. I know this one. I know that as a as a Merle Haggard song, uh, but oh, really? I think oh. so. You, they they played on country radio when I was a kid growing up. Tom and Jones's. I know that. Not Tom Jones's. I remember there was a country There's, station, and I remember hearing it. For like that song was recorded by a number of people. I think including George Jones. Yeah. Like um, it's a standard. Um, yeah. So we want to do it. I want to put it below Bill Paxton and and vinyl records. Yeah. I want to put below the Matrix. Uh, if I you guys agree with that, I feel like the Matrix is is. It, because the Matrix also solved a problem, which is, what are action movies going to be like at, going forward? Mm-hmm. Are, are they going to wear sunglasses or not? Are they going to wear black vinyl and they, and they're going to do cool things? Like it, it solved the problem of what will action do movies they know be like, just like if they do. Yeah, exactly. And and the Matrix solved that problem for many years. So and then the problem came back, of course, just like diarrhea comes back. Mm. So I would say I'm sorry I keep saying okay. the word Jake, but I, it's not. It's there's nothing to be done. <laughs> But I do think that it, putting it somewhere around the Matrix movie makes sense. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of metatextuality. I think personally, and I'm willing to, uh, to, to give a little bit here, but I, I personally would put it below metatextuality and above Frasier, the okay. TV show. Uh, what Alexa, what, what do you think about that? Oh, meta, oh, I thought that was metrosexuality. No, 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 no. Metatextuality, <laughs> which, yeah, yeah. we went through everything on the list. Everything is metatextual anyway. Yeah. The list itself is, you know. Uh, a diarrhea, Wait, I guess. Put it below firefighters because it seems like firefighters and anti-diarrhea medicine are kind of. Ah. Uh, but here's the thing about firefighters: firefighters make these hunky calendars where, like, <laughs> there's and and diarrhea anti-diarrhea medicine doesn't. So, yes. so I think firefighters should be above. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah, do you guys yeah. think about that under metatextuality? Yeah. Does that work? Above, right above no, metatextuality. Oh yeah, yeah. Is I'm, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm okay with I, I feel good about that. Okay, so uh, anti-diarrhea medicine goes in at 38, moving the TV show Frasier to 39. Um, we have completed uh, our task for today. Uh, the list is now at 192. And um, uh, guest, um, do you have anything you want to plug? Where can we find you online? Do you have any uh, any yeah, project you want, that you want us to know about? Do you want people about? to at you on Twitter anywhere? I want you to look me up in the Ukiah High yearbook. Oh, okay, do it from 19, 1990. <laughs> Okay, nice. Um, Thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and show notes. If you have something you'd like to add to the list of everything or anything to say to us at all, uh, you can email us at list at everydamthing.net. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can suggest topics there as well. Subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen. Our theme is by Jade Pugin. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it. Uh, Send us a screenshot of your five-star review, and we will bump uh, a submission of yours to the top of the queue. Just let us know what submission you want bumped up. Uh, Also, if you want to support the show, the best thing to do is uh, uh, recommend it to a friend, anybody you know. Tell them they'd like to listen to it. Uh, Word of mouth uh, helps us the most. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, Alexa, thanks for coming on. It was fun. It was great, great to see you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Jake, do you want to say it? Oh, yeah. Uh, and listener, uh, ranks for everything. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs>